Welcome back to Sports Crunch with D. Crom, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, David Cromolo. And with the combine and free agency right around the corner, all 32 teams in the National Football League have a golden opportunity to get better and get better fast. A team that, in my opinion, can quietly enter playoff contention in 2018 with a good haul in both free agency and the draft is the Chicago Bears. With a promising young quarterback entering his second season in Mitchell Trubisky, a bright, young, and innovative offensive mind in Matt Nagy taking over as head coach, and some underrated talent on both sides of the ball, the Bears have the potential to take a giant leap forward this year. Joining us to talk about the Bears and their so-called off-season priorities is our good friend Chris Shanafelt, a big Bears fan himself who writes for NFLDraftBible.com and hosts his own podcast, The Chris and DJ Show, with former Bears cornerback DJ Moore. It's a pleasure to have you back on with us, Chris. How you doing? Oh, doing great. Thanks, as always, Dave. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on. Pleasure to have you on, as always, Chris, to talk football, this game that uh, we both are passionate about. And uh, without further ado, let's talk some Bears. And as I have said many times on this program, I am very impressed with the new coaching staff the Bears have assembled. What are your thoughts on Matt Nagy and the new coaches? Yeah, so when they first uh, initially hired uh, Matt Nagy, um, you know, I, I wasn't so blown away, but but I, I did want to give it some time. And as time went on, you know, a few days went by, a week or two went by. You know, I started really, um, of course, looking more into Matt Nagy, his past, and, uh, you know, how he's been able to come up from, uh, you know, an intern or, or uh, you know, a very low on the on the uh, ladder uh, in the coaching ranks or in the professional football ranks at that. And just being able to work himself up to, uh, being an, uh, a quarterback's coach to being an offensive coordinator and now becoming a head coach for an NFL organization. I mean, uh, you got to respect uh, the, the way he's been able to do it and, uh, you know, in, uh, in, an incredible offensive mind as well. I mean, seeing what the Kansas City Chiefs offense has been able to do the past couple of years, especially this year, especially early on uh, in the season. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, uh, being able to make the name that they uh, have been uh, been able to make, uh, you know, at the Tyreek Hills of the world, the Kareem Hunts of the world, Travis Kelsey's of the world, and so on and so on. It, it's been really impressive. But, yeah, I mean, um, I, I really, you know, as time went on, I've really grown to like this hiring that the Chicago Bears have done with uh, Matt Nagy. And then, of course, um, since then, I mean, being able to retain uh, Vic Fangio at defense coordinator was huge uh, for the Chicago Bears. Bringing back Harry Heastand, um, the former Bears offensive line coach was most recently with uh, Notre Dame uh, over the past few years. Br- being able to bring him back, working with the offensive line, I mean, he's looked at as, um, you know, the best offensive line coach in the country. If not the best, certainly one of the top three or four guys in the country by uh, a lot of uh, well-respected, um, you know, uh, scouts, general managers, coaches out there. Um, being able to bring him in, I, I do also like, um, the, the Mark Helfrich uh, signing at offensive coordinator as well. I mean, bringing in a different kind of offensive mind in the in the in Hallis Hall. I think uh, I think that could only help Matt Nagy and uh, his offense. Of course, Nagy's going to be calling the offensive plays. So uh, you know, I, I really do like what uh, the, the Chicago Bears have done so far this off season. Um, bringing in the new head coach Matt Nagy and uh, what he's been able to do and in, uh, in hiring uh, you know everybody below him as well. 
And for Bears fans who watched the Kansas City Chiefs play this past season and watched the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Foles pull off one of the most stunning upsets in Super Bowl history, uh, the Bears are going to run a very similar scheme that both of those teams uh, ran this past year, and that has Bears fans uh, all excited for good reason. But arguably the biggest priority for the Bears this offseason is to give Mitchell Trubisky more weapons to play with, especially at the wide receiver position. However... Two of the three biggest potential wide receiver free agents in Jarvis Landry and Allen Robinson have either received or are expected to receive the franchise tag. This means the Bears will likely have to overpay for a mid-level wide receiver talented free agency. Which of the following free agent receivers should the Bears consider the most? Sammy Watkins in the event the Rams decide to franchise LaMarcus Joyner instead of him, as was reported earlier today by Mike Garofolo of NFL Network. Albert Wilson, Marquise Lee, or Paul Richardson? I, you know what? I'll I'll go with uh, with, with probably the name that probably makes the most sense. I, I really like all those names, really. But uh, and you know, it's probably the, the name that uh, a lot of people will hear and go, "Really, you you what you would want him?" But Albert Wilson. I mean, he's already familiar with Matt Nagy's system. Um, obviously, uh, playing in Kansas City, and uh, you know, I, I in Chicago, you know, he, he you're not gonna. You don't want Albert Wilson, I don't think, to be your number one wide receiver, you know, uh, anywhere in the league. But in Chicago, hoping Cam Meredith could bounce back from uh, his ACL injury and he could be the number one receiver he was expected to be a year ago. Um, you're not going to count on Kevin White for anything, but I think bringing in Al- Albert Wilson, um, you know, having him be a number two receiver, I think he's capable of doing that. Now, of course, he's always been the you know fourth, fifth guy fifth option uh, in the Kansas City Chiefs offense with all the weapons that they have. But I do think he's capable of being a really reliable wide receiver, and he could stretch the field as well. I mean, he's a he's a, a 4-4 type of guy, so uh, he, he's a speedy guy, a reliable guy that, um, you know, in Kansas City d- did a lot of work in the slot, but I think if asked to do so, he could also um, prove to be a reliable receiver on the outside as well. Yes, and plus he has the route-running uh, prowess that the Bears wide receiving core lacked all of last year. That's uh, a big reason why Mitchell Trubisky had a hard time uh, finding any open guys uh, last season. And a wide receiver that might be available via trade is the Broncos' Emmanuel Sanders, especially in the event Denver misses out in the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. As of right now, they have no plans to trade him because they plan on going all-in on Kirk Cousins. But if uh, Cousins falls through, then all bets are off, and he could very well be shopped. And should that unfold... Should the Bears seriously explore such a trade? And would you be willing to give up, say, a third or fourth round pick for Emmanuel Sanders if you were Ryan Pace? I, I don't know if I would give up a, a, a third or fourth. You know, I, I think I would really start listening if the Broncos were interested in maybe a, a fifth round pick. And even that myself, I'm even thinking, you know, Emmanuel Sanders for a fifth round pick. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a perfect uh, marriage between, uh, you know, the the uh, Emmanuel Sanders and the Chicago Bears. I don't know if that'll work out too well. I mean, I think the Bears, are, they're still probably a year or two away from being a legit contender. I do. I mean, at least as of right now, how things are being built uh, around uh, Hallis Hall and Lake Forest. I mean, things are certainly pointed upwards. I don't know when we could really expect much out of this team, though. And I think Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, again, he wouldn't have much say, much, uh, say in this if it were a trade. But, uh, you know, I, I think I think a third or fourth is still a little bit too much to give up for a veteran receiver um, for a team that's still, still in the rebuilding stages um, of their organization. So, uh, you know, may, maybe, you know, if, if Denver was open to a fifth or sixth, sixth round pick, but uh, 
you know, fourth, I, it has me thinking, but third, I would not give up a third round pick, no. And obviously the wide receiver position isn't the only need on this uh, young Bears roster. Which non-wide receivers should the Bears pursue in free agency? Oh, man, uh, let's see. Well, you know, the big question is going to be uh, whether or not they're going to be able to retain uh, Kyle Fuller, uh, one of their own guys. Uh, will they will they put him on the franchise tag? Will they uh, will they work out a long term deal? That's going to be a situation to watch out for, as well as Prince of Mukamara, um, you know, the, the other cornerback they had there. I mean, he had a really solid year and really hasn't gotten much love for it. But uh, I think he's a guy that could also get a nice paycheck as well if it's not even it whether it's in Chicago or not. Um, so th- those are, you know, two of their own guys. I-, I think that they should at least make a-, a priority and make an effort to bring back. Um, as far as all the other guys on the market, David, um, you know, you, 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 again, got Mitchell Trubisky, not in the quarterback market. When was the last time Chicago was able to say that um, faithfully, you know? So, uh, you know, that that's a good thing. Um, you know, you, you could use the receivers. We, we touched on the receivers already tight end. You, you want to see what Adam Shaheen can do, uh, the last year's second round pick. I, I don't know what they're going to decide on doing with, uh, Deion Sims. Um, you know, I, I think, I, I think I would just stick with their own guys and, and make, uh, you know, cornerback a priority. You know, you get, you have to bring back you have to bring back one of the two, Prince of Mukamara or Kyle Fuller. Of course, preferably Kyle Fuller. Um, you know, but, but I think I would like to see them uh, both back in the Chicago Bears uniform next year. Yeah, and speaking of Kyle Fuller, do you think the Bears put the franchise tag on Kyle Fuller if uh, no deal is reached by March 6th? I, I think so. I, I think so. I mean, he, he's really gotten a... a, a bad shake, uh, a bad hand of uh, uh, cards dealt to him. I mean, um, you know, had that really good uh, stretch of, you know, five, six games or whatever it was his rookie year, you know, look, look, look unbelievably good um, coming right out the gate. And then, you know, kind of fell off. I think it was his second, second year. He started to deal with injuries. Third year sat out the entire year with injuries. Didn't have a lot of trust uh, in the coaching staff, specifically Vic Fangio. And then last year, have the season he had um i mean it, it was it was really something special i mean uh, again one of the top cornerbacks uh, in all the nfl last year um you know i i think i think they would regret letting kyle fuller walk without at least tagging him and seeing what he can do for another year you know let's see if he could um put up a similar season like he had last year uh, this coming year now uh so so yeah to answer your question i, I think i think it would be wise to uh, it would be the wise thing to do. I think to, to mm. franchise tag Kyle Fuller. I mean, I, I think uh, I, I think he certainly, he certainly earned it. He certainly earned another year in Chicago. If they don't uh, find out a long-term deal. And we will likely get the answer to that question sometime next week in Indianapolis from the combine. And speaking of the combine, let's talk about the bears plans in the draft. Uh, Alabama wide receiver Calvin Ridley has obviously been one of the most common players being selected by the Bears with their first round pick in mock drafts. And even though Ridley is probably the best wide receiver in this draft class period, he will be 25 years old this year. For that reason alone, would you pass on Calvin Ridley at the eighth overall pick? No, no, not age alone. I mean, yeah, of course, I, I like I, I would like my rookie to be 20, 21 years old. 22 years old, but, uh, age, you know, at least being 25, it would not be a reason just because, 
Um, you know, you're, you're looking, you know, like I said, I mean, it's no guarantee that this thing's going to turn around right away, but, and it's so easy to kind of, uh, pick and choose the Philadelphia Eagles to kind of, uh, <laughs> go to, but, uh, I mean, this is a team that was seven to nine last year. They were seven to nine the year before, and here they are now, uh, Super Bowl champs. Now I'm not saying that's, that's going to be the case for the Chicago bears, but, uh, you know, in the NFL, you do see things turn around. You do see organizations turn things around very quickly and anything can happen uh, year by year basis in the NFL. Um, so with that said, Calvin Ridley being 25 years old, um, I, I would be more so focused on what he can bring to the team now, what he can bring to the team over the next four years, five years uh, in, in his rookie deal. And, and then, you know, after that first four or five years of his deal, once his contract is done, then that's when I'll start worrying about age and seeing what he's been able to do throughout his NFL career. But, uh, you know, at least as of right now, I, I would not be worried about a wide receiver being 25 years old entering the league. Um, now, with that said, do I want to pick him at number eight overall? Uh, I, I'm not sure there's really a receiver in this year's draft that, that's really um, worthy of the number eight overall pick in this draft. But, uh, you know, maybe if they were to trade back in the, mid to later rounds or mid mid to later picks in the first round, then I would be considering it. I think that that is the correct strategy to pursue when it comes to Calvin Ridley. And if you had to narrow the list down to three to five players for the bears to take with the eighth pick, who would they be and why? Oh, well, yeah, I'll start off with, uh, with Quentin Nelson, the the guard out of Notre Dame. I mean, uh, they, they just let go of uh, Josh Sitton. There is a, a, a hole that's going to be uh, needed to be filled uh, on the offensive line. Um, and Quentin Nelson, I mean, yeah, it's a guard. And, you know, you, you hear a lot of people say, no, you do not take a guard that high. Um, you know, I think he he's he's a future all pro player. And, you know, <clears throat> I, I think he could he could have a similar uh, start to his career that Zach Martin, I think, had with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I, I think he is a day one starter and. Um, could quite possibly be an all-pro as soon as his rookie year, uh, like Zach Martin did with the Dallas Cowboys a few years back. I mean, uh, the, the Chicago Bears could certainly use, and I think any team, I mean, you, you can never have enough depth on the offensive line, and we've seen that, again, with the Dallas Cowboys over the last few years. And then once once injuries start uh, going on with the team, I mean, you, you see what can happen. So, uh, you know, I, I think Quentin Nelson is my number one go-to guy. Um, I, I really do like... Uh, Edmonds, the linebacker uh, out of uh, Virginia Tech, Tremaine Edmonds. Um, I mean, just thinking of him on one side, Leonard Floyd on the other, uh, rushing the quarterback. I mean, I, I don't know if it, I mean, especially two, three, four years down the line. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, there, there could be a better duo than that. I mean, you know, of course, that is if his career pans out like many of us think it will. Um, you know, I would love to see Tremaine Edmonds as well, uh, you know, at least be uh, considered for the number eight overall pick. Um, and then uh, another name, number uh, the third player. Um, I'm probably going to stick, you know, if, if Minka Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick falls number eight overall, which I do not expect at all, you have to grab him. I, I might even consider him over uh, Quentin Nelson. But uh, I also like the, uh, uh, is it Ra- Raheem? Uh, Smith, Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith, yeah. uh, linebacker out of Georgia. I mean, another linebacker, you know, they, they, they just released, uh, Jarrell Freeman who, uh, missed most of last season as well. 
Um, I, I do like Nick Witkowski, but I'm not sure if he could be an every down player, a, a player that you could uh, rely on um, every down on defense. So I, I think I think Smith could also be an option at number eight overall as well. Um, but again, I, I would go per, me personally. I, I'd probably go Quentin Nelson. I know it's not the sexy pick; it's a boring uh, pick. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think it may be the most safe pick uh, for the Bears um, at number eight overall. Let me just put this on record here. Quentin Nelson is not a boring pick at all. The guard position is becoming increasingly important in today's NFL, given the interior uh, pass rushing beasts that are in the league and the interior pass rushing beasts that are coming into the league in 2019. You need guys to block the Von Millers and the Joey Boses and the Cleo Max and the Jadevin Clownies, but you also need guys to block the Aaron Donalds and the Fletcher Coxes and, and uh, the Linval Josephs as well. You guard is as important, especially in this quick strike passing game. Many scouts told me at the senior bowl, the guard position and the center position are becoming almost, if not already equally as valuable as the offensive tackle positions. So nobody, nobody should sell Quentin Nelson short because he's a guard. I just wanted to put that on the record, Chris. And another um, option for the bears at eight that they should uh, definitely consider, especially in a draft class as super deep as this one, is trading down. Do you see the Bears trading down from eight? And if so, who are some potential trade partners you can think of? Honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, year year after year, since Ryan Pace has been the general manager of the Chicago Bears, I mean, you do not know what direction he's going to go or what he might decide to do on draft day. I mean, he traded up one pick with the San Francisco 49ers last year to go up and get his guy quarterback of the future, Mitchell Trubisky. So honestly, David, I don't know how to answer that question, but you do know come draft day, there will be teams that'll be trading up. They're going to go up and you know what? Year after year, you know, it it always kind of comes as a surprise, but quarterbacks will go very fast and very soon. I I expect, you know, at least four quarterbacks to go in in at least the top 15 uh, of this year's first round. So I'm not necessarily sure what Ryan Pace is thinking uh, if he's having conversations with teams to uh, trade down um, so they could kind of get their guy. But, uh, you know, I I certainly wouldn't be surprised. I I know that's not the clear-cut answer for you, David, but I don't know what Ryan Pace could be thinking come draft day. Of course, nobody knows. Uh, NFL teams are going to purposely lie to all of us in the press these next several months about their draft intentions because they don't want secrets leaking out at all. And he is Chris Shanafelt, ladies and gentlemen, NFLDraftBible.com. That's where you can catch most of his work. And you also have to check out his podcast, The Chris and DJ Show, with former Bears cornerback DJ Moore. It is a great podcast. And Chris, thank you so much once again for joining the program. But before you go, we have uh, one more question. Uh, there's a lot of buzz about this Bears roster, as I kind of alluded to in the intro, that they are not as far off from being a playoff contender as some think. And if you look at what the Rams did last year, nobody expected the Rams to have the year they did last year, a Jared Goff second year, but with an offensive mastermind and Sean McVay coming in, he just turned that team around so quickly. And, and Matt Nagy, I think, has similar potential. How realistic is it to expect a Jared Goff type leap in year two from Mitchell Trubisky? Well, I think it's it's you know the, what Jared Goff was able to do, what Sean McVay was able to do with Jared Goff and the St. or the Los Angeles Rams. I'm still calling them St. Louis. I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> it, it was really, really, I mean, a, a job well done. Um, and you know the, the fact that 
you know, I mean, his name was, of course, in the running for the coach of the year candidate, Doug Peterson as well. How, how either or how or no, Sean McVay did end up winning it. But how Doug Peterson only got one vote was uh, a travesty. Anyways, um, you know, I, I think it's really that that type of leap, I think, should be expected. And uh, I, I think I think we have a good chance of, of seeing that type of leap uh, occur with Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, uh during Super Bowl week, during, you know, you, you got all these guys on NFL teams. They're, they're down there for media row, doing a bunch of interviews. And Jordan Howard was on the NFL Network, I believe. And he said, you know, every every defense knew what we were going to do uh, before we snapped the ball. So to bring in a guy like Matt Nagy, who has one or, or has run one of the best offenses in the NFL, is coming from one of the uh, great coaching trees and that, that we've seen in NFL his, history with uh, coming from Andy Reid. Um, so, so I, I mean, just, just right there alone, uh, you, you should expect big things from Mitchell Trubisky. Now we'll see what they, they address and what, who they bring in, in free agency in the NFL dra- draft to just to only better this team. I mean, the coaching staff is already a major upgrade itself. Um, let, let's see what they do with the players on the roster now. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think, uh, you know, expectations are going to be very high for Mitchell Trubisky. You know, David, you know yourself how the uh, city of Chicago and the Chicago Bears uh, fan base is. I mean, expectations come week one of the regular season. They're going to be flying high. And, uh, you know, that's going to be not only for the team as a whole, but Mitchell Trubisky under center. Um, you know, along with this new coaching staff with the Chicago Bears. He is Chris Shanafelt of NFLDraftBible.com and the co-host of the Chris and DJ Sports Show. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Shanafelt. Chris, it's always a pleasure having you on the program, and we hope to have you back on very, very soon. Absolutely. Thanks, David. It's always a pleasure. Always great fun uh, talking some NFL with you, man. Always some great fun talking NFL with you, Chris, and also good luck in Indy next week. Have fun. Hey, appreciate it, man. We'll keep in contact. We sure will. And that's it for today here on Sports Crunch. But the plan is for Chris to be back on next week along with several other guests as we keep you up to date on what's happening at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. So stay tuned. Be sure to check out the episode archive, including all the interviews I conducted down at the Senior Bowl, as well as an up-to-date blog of mine at sportscrunch.com. And a friendly reminder, that is Crunch with a K. And if you enjoy these podcast episodes, please consider leaving us an iTunes review and donating to our Patreon at patreon.com sportscrunch so we can improve our iTunes ranking and afford to produce even more shows with awesome guests like Chris, especially since there is never an off-season for talking football. For Chris Shanafelt, our producer Chris Broadhead, I'm David Cromelow saying so long, and of course, stay awesome.